TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast, the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and um, yeah, I've just literally finished watching UFC Vegas 8, uh, headlined by uh, Anthony Lionheart Smith and Alexander Rakic. Uh, quite a short event, really, uh, for the main card, especially only four fights on the main card, but let's quickly run through these uh, these prelims. So we start the card with uh, Hannah Cephas losing to Mallory Martin. Hannah Cephas' uh, second fight since her comeback and yeah, both uh, losses. Then we uh, got in the same division, throwaway division for the women, Pollyanna Viana picking up the first round sub against Emily Whitmere. Then we went into the men's welterweight with Sean Breda picking up the second round sub against Christian Aguilera. And then in the featherweights, we had Alex Caceres picking up the first round sub against Austin Springer. Uh, going back to the uh, the middleweight division for the last couple of fights in, in these prelims, we had uh, Zach Cummings picking up the decision against Alessio de Chirico. And then uh, the last one was Impa Casangine picking up the, the decision against Maki Patolo. So then going on to the main card, like I said, there were four fights um, on this main card. The first one was in the featherweight division with a veteran Ricardo Lamas taking on Bill Algior. Um, yeah, um, a very interesting uh, fight. Uh, very, very tight in the, at least in the first round. Uh, we we started with uh, Algior looking quite fresh. The the the, the newcomer to the UFC uh, was looking to land a, quite a few uh, kicks to the head and to the body, uh, but Lamas uh, shot forward and kind of caught Algior a little bit. Uh, he took control on, against the cage with with the neck, um, and. Um, Algio, he looked like he, he wasn't in any kind of danger, so he carried on on just uh, pushing through it. Uh, there was a, a, some trading of jabs. Lamas uh, switched it up uh, to the outside um, and and moved in for the clinch, uh, but uh, Algio was able to... to uh, secure those underhooks and was able to, to switch around uh, on, on the cage. Um... Lamas was uh was was landing his shots really really well, um and he had a he had a, a high kick which he threw quite a lot in this first round and and it was uh found its target more often than not, um but Algio to say this was his first round in the UFC he he did really well to kind of like uh, stand with the the wily veteran of, of Lamas Lamas obviously a former title contender, uh. But uh, going into the into the second, I thought that Lamas he he, he was kind of pressuring the uh, the the new fighter and, and kind of running the pace. Um, but coming into the second, um, Algio started again with the with the early kicks and he, he landed a right hand and uh, Lamas kind of hit back and, and went for a takedown uh, and he eventually did get the takedown with Lamas, but it was quickly switched as. As um, Algio 
uh, kind of waited for Lamas to make a move to take the back and, and was able to quickly get back to the feet. Uh, and that's where uh, Algio was was having a lot of his success uh, on on the feet. Is uh, he was uh, really getting more and more confident in landing the 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 punches and and the kicks. Um, Lamas tried to to force the action against the cage where he was having the, a lot of his success. Uh, and then as they pulled away from the cage, uh, because um, there was just a. N- the action kind of like slowed uh, as they pulled away. Um, Algio lands a, a beautiful, uh, a beautiful rat, and you could see where uh, Lamas's nose just went and popped. Uh, it was a uh, they 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 made it to the back uh, back into the centre of the cage and they started trading. Uh, Lamas uh, went for a takedown, but uh, Algio threw this beautiful knee, lands it cleanly on the chin and it it rocked Lamas it really really did but anyone else that would have knocked them clean out it was one of those kind of knees that that finished fights and it was a testament to Lamas's chin that he was able to to kind of scramble and and uh and recover from that very very quickly uh but I'm going uh to the end of this round uh, I felt that Algio kind of really pulled it back and 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 deserved to go into the third round level. Uh, so going into the third round, uh, Lamas really started to push the pace, and you could see where his experience and his um, his fat IQ started to 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 really shine through. Uh, he he ended up getting um, Algio down on the floor and and started to to just control the fight with a with a at least three or four minutes of of really good ground control. Uh, able to he was looking to to switch to the the back and get the the arm the arm choke. Uh, he wasn't able to actually finish the fight. Um, but um, he he got so so much control that you could possibly have give that round two Lamas as a ten eight. Uh, I don't uh, the none of the judges kind of saw it like that, and it ended up being uh, um, oh no sorry the judges saw it like that, uh, and it ended up being twenty nine twenty seven across the board. So uh, that that third round was incredibly decisive for. For, for Lamas and he and he picks up the victory, but I think uh, I think um, Bill Algio has definitely got some some um, some real positives about his uh, his uh, his debut here in the UFC. The fact that he could go with someone uh, with the skill set of Ricardo Lamas and still hang in there and, and take it to a decision, uh, I think he's got a very bright future in the UFC. Uh, going then from that uh, into the the second fight where he went to the women's flyweight division with Alexa Grasso uh, taking on Ji Young Kim. And this was as dominant a, a fight as uh, you're going to see in this uh in this women's um in this women's flyweight division. Alexa Grasso just uh, was able to in all three rounds land her shots um with with a lot of sting and a lot of power, she was able to keep uh, Kim at bay um, for the majority of the fight. Uh, Kim, when she did get some shots off, she she showed that kind of killer um, killer instinct. 
but she just was was kind of frustrated by uh, Grasso's uh, way of keeping her at bay and, and keeping her out of um, out of uh, clinch it um, range. And uh, Grasso was able to to use her head movement and her angles as, and use that long rangey boxing skills that she has uh, and keeping and using the the leg kicks to to keep uh, Kim frustrated. And and that was kind of like the 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 modus operandi of all the three rounds. Um, Grasso knew that she was frustrating Kim and that Kim didn't really have a, a kind of go-to plan B. So Grasso just uh, did really well to, to to keep Kim at bay and uh, and work her shots knowing that she was able to, to, to land and score points more than anything. Uh, going into the third round and... This is when Kim tried to switch the game up a little bit and she was able to, to push forward and, and get into that clinch a little bit more. But again, it's uh, it's it was the, the, the fight IQ of someone like um like an Alexa Grasso who who has got a, a has had a lot of fights in, in the UFC and she was able to, to still keep uh, those kind of point scoring uh, shots out and and able to control uh, Kim in in the clinch and she was able to to posture and uh, and and just land the more volume of shots to to uh, pick up the the decisive victory. She uh, again got it up from the judges thirty twenty seven across the board and whilst uh, in hindsight that's probably the fairest result and the fairest decision um, the. The fight was much more competitive than that kind of seems to 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 indicate. Uh, so, yeah, a, a good victory for Alexa Grasso, and uh, it's a, a shame for 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 Kim. But uh, she definitely does need to go back to the drawing board to to have a plan B uh, in place for when the that uh, that first game plan just doesn't seem to be working. So then after that, for the, the core main event, we had uh, a welterweight clash with former champion Robbie Lawler uh, taking on uh, Neil Magne, uh, Magne who's uh, on, a, on a, a couple of fights win streak now and he's looking to, to really push back into that uh, top 10 after uh, quite a, a, few, a, a long while in the wilderness after issues with a... Uh, with, uh, with pissing hot and and not being able to string together uh, notable wins, and this this match again was was quite a one-sided dominant uh, match, and it's it's quite sad being a long-time MMA fan to see the the downfall and the kind of a, the downward trajectory of of a fighter who, who you've seen basically. Uh, come up from from being a young hungry fighter to being one of the older veterans who who sometimes maybe just doesn't know when to when to give up and when um, when their time in in MMA is over. And for me, I feel that Robbie is getting to that point. I don't I I don't want Robbie to be the kind of um, Chris Lieben or the kind of like Bob Sapp of of this generation where they don't know when enough's enough. Um, this was a very very dominant uh, victory by by Neil Magna. Uh, he he was able to really control um, Lawler 
on the floor. Uh, obviously, Lola's still going to have quite a lot of power in uh, in the stand-up, but but um, Magni was is obviously a very rangy fighter, very long limbs, uh, and very accurate with his with his kicks and his punches. And he was able to to keep Lola at bay. He was able to to cut Lola's kind of movement off, so Lola had nowhere to go uh, when Magni shot him for the takedown he was able to score it more often than he was uh, was missing it uh, and and again kind of like the Grasso and Kim fight it was the that was the the kind of the the, the game plan for, for all the three rounds uh, with, with this fight going to decision um, it would start with Magna kind of keeping Lola at bay with jabs and kicks, and then when he saw the opportunity, he would uh, he would go in for for the takedown. Um, and the the other the other kind of like facet to his game plan that he's added was was the ability to to almost read when um, when Lola was was kind of like uh, setting up for a big shot. And avoid it, and and then land the takedown, and he did that time and time again in this fight. Um, when when uh, Magni got the takedown, he was he was very quick in in kind of moving around and and getting to uh, to different positions. He got he got to the back pretty much at with, with ease throughout the fight. Uh, Lola. Um, He's always been the kind of hatter that's quite comfortable uh, defending uh, on the ground, but when when you're having to do that for the majority of each round, and um, and with someone with the kind of technique of Magna, it, it it's stifling, and that's basically how Magna won this fight. He he stifled Robbie Lawler. He stopped Robbie Lawler's uh, ability to. Um, to land those heavy knockout blows, and he was able to control enough of the fight on the ground that that he was able to pick up a, a very well deserved uh, um, unanimous decision. And I I can honestly see him picking up a a decent uh, name fight in the, his next fight, and he's looking he's looking to do uh, a top ten fighter at least. And on on this performance, he absolutely deserves it. Uh, so then, going into the the main event, we was in the light heavyweight di- uh, division, uh, division that's uh, kind of got a new buzz about it now that uh, Bones has has uh, relinquished the title with his uh, with his ambition to move up to heavyweight, and then obviously we've got the upcoming uh, Reyes and Blackwich fight to to determine a new uh, champion at that division. So the 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 fighters in uh, fights already organised are, are kind of like looking to to position themselves uh, in this this new division. You've got to remember this division has been uh, headlined by two fighters for the last almost decade with uh, with Bones and and Cormier. So to have like the title up for grabs and kind of like there's a new kind of power struggle in this division and uh the likes of uh anthony smith and uh, alexander rakic were looking to kind of position themselves uh to to maybe challenge the the new champion and, and much like the uh the lola fight this this is uh it's it's sad watching somebody who who who, who has come up 
and and made the way to those title matches and, and now they're on that kind of downward trajectory. Very reminiscent of uh, Dan Hardy when when he uh, went on a, a fourth-out win streak to get uh, a title shot against GSP in the welterweight division only to lose that and then kind of go on on a fourth-out loss streak which, uh, which kind of like ended his career almost. Obviously, he had uh, heart palpitations as, as well, but... The, that kind of like uh, reaching the pinnacle, and then the only way is down from there. And it's kind of what we've seen with uh, with Anthony Smith. Uh, Lionheart obviously had that tile match, a very very close tile match against uh, against uh, Bones, and and since then he, he's he's kind of struggled for form. He's kind of struggled to to um, to get. A number of wins together and and losing to the likes of Rakic, who's a young, hungry fighter who's looking to to kind of make a name for himself in this division now that now that there's no bones at the top of it. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's sad to see Smith's downward trajectory. Unfortunately, I mean, I know I keep repeating that over and over, but it it, it it's just reminiscent of of someone who's reached the top and and then is now basically falling um with the first round uh Rakic started with uh with the low kicks to kind of like keep the distance between him and him and Smith uh but he he sensed that they were they were they were hurting Smith pretty much instantly so he started throwing them really really hard uh Smith started to counter with uh with uh some kicks of his own and then uh, th- then we started to get into the punches um, Smith, uh, he landed a, a big rat and then we got kind of like a simultaneous low kicks and then Rakic followed that up with two low kicks and it, that, that damaged Smith and it was interesting to see Smith kind of almost collapse into a heap on the floor. Uh, Rakic uh, got on top of him and, and it looked like it was far over with only about a minute and a half gone. Uh, Smith was able to, to scramble and uh, he was uh, able to work off, work off his back uh, to um, to his standing opponent, but he was just got too high up, and uh, he, he unfortunately fell off. Uh, Rakic was able to get back on top in the in the ensuing scramble, uh, and with a couple of minutes left, it it looked like it was uh, Smith holding on for dear life, kind of like really in survival mode. Uh, Rakic. Was was really really dominant. Uh, Smith tried to 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 get that body triangle, but was unable to to uh, pass the arm of of, uh, of Rakic. And Rakic looked like he was just really enjoying um, is enjoying the the position. It was looking like he was really teeing off, and it was it was it was a surprise when the round actually finished that that. Um, that Smith was able to survive and get into the second round, uh, going into the second round, and and just like he did with the first round, uh, Rakic went back with the low kick because it was clearly working. Uh, Smith was looking to land punches, uh, but he wasn't able to kind of like find his range enough, um, and it took quite a while. Smith went for the takedown uh, that got stuffed uh, and. 
in a, in a sign of almost disrespect, um, Rakic was able to just shove Smith to the ground and uh, got on uh, to get ground, uh, top control. Uh, Smith was was able to pull Butterfly guard uh, and tried to get his legs up, uh, but was unable to. Uh, and then he was in full guard. Got back to Butterfly. It was a quite a very uh, back and forth ground game, uh, but Rakic was obviously with the, with the top control. He was able to land the the shots. Uh, there was no kind of sting behind a lot of the shots, but it was just a case of a uh, point scoring, and uh, Rakic was was able to do that. Smith tried to uh, to uh, find a way out of this position, and and he was just unable to. And and Rakic was. Was was just very very much in control, landing a lot of shots, uh, not doing particularly much damage, but doing enough to to score the victory and and, and going to the third round, uh, knowing that Smith needed a finish. Starting the third round uh, again, and Rakic went went to his wheelhouse. He went to that low kick again. Uh, Smith uh, tried to land as, uh, some shots early on. Uh, uh, but uh, Rakic was able to slip the shots and land uh, his own um, right-handed counter. Uh, again, um, Rakic went to went to the kicks, uh, trying to land kicks to the body, but Smith was able to block him. Um, Smith went uh, went for another takedown, and and then that ended up ended up kind of uh, forming into a clinch. He, uh, but his clinch was was way too high. He ended up sl- uh, slipping off, and and then again went to the floor. And Smith, he's it's almost like he had balance issues. The fact that he went to the floor so many times, and again Rakic was uh, was immediately back on top of him. Uh, Smith was able to to secure half guard and got his head up against the cage and, and uh, into a, a kind of seated position, but was unable to to kind of get that extra. Uh, muster of strength to to push off and and get back to his feet. Um, Smith tried to to turn this uh, defensive position into an offense by by going for a for an armbar, but it it wasn't able to do that. He was uh he was able to get to his knees though, uh, but uh, but uh, Rakic was able to to land shots on him, and uh, while Smith was was trying to. Um, stand up, Rakic here was able to slip uh, around and, and get uh, back control. Uh, Smith was desperate now to to get to his feet because he knew that he, that was his only his only uh, path to victory. Um, but unfortunately, he 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 was just being controlled by by Rakic again, much like the the second round. Uh, Rakic was happy to to kind of just land little shots. To score points, but know that the 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 control was winning in the fight. Um, there was a, a hint that maybe Herb Dean was looking to 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 stand the guys up, but there was enough action from uh, Rakic for for Herb to 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 leave them to to work. Uh, Smith again, like he was, tr- he is he had to uh, try and stand up, um, and Rakic was just really really well. Um, at, at keeping uh, keeping Smith down on the on the ground and keeping him uh, under control, um, 
Rakic uh, coming to the end of the fight, he knew he'd got secured the victory and started doing a little bit of showboating, raising his arms in victory. Uh, he he ended up picking up the the win. One of the judges gave uh, the final round a ten eight, which uh, I can I can understand to be fair, uh, but it was unanimous across the board. And Anthony Smith, uh, unfortunately, uh, lost here, and uh, Rakic goes on and potentially could be the the first. Uh, contender for for the new champion so that'll be uh, an interesting fight to look at um so going on to next week's card where ufc are clearly uh have got a lot of shows on uh next week we've got uh fight night overeem versus augusto sakar which is a uh, quite interesting again another card that so far has only only got four fights on on the main card but uh Four decent fights. They've got Nico Montano, the the former champion, taking on Julia Avila. Got Mark, um, Michelle Pereira taking on Zalim Imadiev. Uh, Sajara Eubanks uh, taking on Carol Rosa. And obviously the main event of uh, Alistair Overeem taking on Augusta Sakar. But uh, even the, the the prelims have some have some really decent fights. And we've got Montana De La Rosa taking on Vivian Arugio. Uh, we've got um, Marcos Ruggiero de Lima taking on Alexander Romanoff and the, the featured mate, uh, prelim is Ricky Simone taking on Brian Keller. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting uh, card to watch. So check back for that next week. Uh, but, yeah, um, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Kerber. Uh, follow uh, Carlos if he returns next week at Kirby underscore Carlos. Uh, follow the show at Five Rounds Pod. Um, yeah, and follow Visionaries Global Media and Chair Shop Media Group. Uh, thanks for their continuing support. Uh, big shout out to uh, Anthony over at Smart to Death. Uh, thank you for the support that that you gave us uh, whilst part of that team there. And thank you for listening. And that is the end. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.